Welcome to All In, All Out. I am the host, Ryan Allen. I pray and hope that all of you are having a great day and a great rest of your week. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whatever time it may be, at this very moment, I thank all of you for joining me on this latest edition of All In, All Out. For today's episode, we're going to get into the latest current events, the majority being with the sports, because there are some major things that are happening within the sports world and in correlation to the non-sports world as well. And the first event that I want to discuss today is the latest issues with Tom Brady. Now, for those who are unaware of the situation with Tom Brady, first off, let me explain who Tom Brady is for those who may not know. Tom Brady, he's a current NFL quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He spent the majority of his career with the New England Patriots, and many consider him the greatest quarterback of all time. And personally, once he won that championship with Tampa Bay during the pandemic, that solidified to me that without any doubt whatsoever, he will most likely be the greatest quarterback of all time as long as the NFL exists. And the reason why I'm discussing Tom Brady today because he has more personal issues that are off the football field. And that's with his wife, Giselle Bunchen. Now, for those who don't know who Giselle Bunchen is, she is a model. And she's one of the most financially successful models within the last decade. And they are in the news because it was first reported that Giselle left the Brady household in in Florida. And then the news came out via TMZ is that Tom Brady and Giselle are, quote, on the hunt for divorce lawyers. And the shocking thing is that it was going on for weeks prior to TMZ releasing this article. And then an article came out after that where Giselle threatened to divorce Tom Brady several times before the current, this current situation. And here's why it's such a, I want to say a big deal, but it's in the news. Because for those who don't know, after the last NFL season where the Buccaneers lost to the Rams in the semifinals, I believe what is called, or the divisional round, 
Tom Brady retires from football. He made an announcement. Well, first it was reported, and then he made the announcement that he was going to retire. And then, I believe it was 40 days later, he came back and unretired and decided to once again play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, whether he wanted to play for the Buccaneers or not, if he wanted to come back and play, he would have played for the Buccaneers, unless the Tampa Bay organization traded Tom Brady because once you retire while still under contract, that team still has the rights over you, depending on what type of contract they agreed to and the amount of years in case of that situation. The same situation with Barry Sanders years ago, many years ago, and Calvin Johnson. Funny how they both came from the Detroit Lions, worst organization in NFL history. And he had stated, Tom Brady, that he wanted to spend more time with his kids after he made that retirement announcement. And now that he unretired and is currently playing, it shows that, at least to me, that you he truly didn't want to spend time with his kids. Or he feels a more priority towards his NFL career. And Giselle, they, they've been together since, I believe, 2009. They have children together, children who are in one, I believe, is close to being a teenager, and others are the elementary school grading. And Tom Brady, living the NFL lifestyle, Giselle is most likely, I'm pretty sure they have babysitters and things of that nature, but Giselle is the one taking care of the majority of the the kids' duties, whether it's within sports, whether it's with their school activities. She's the one that has been handling that burden the majority of the time. And hopefully during the offseason, Tom Brady helps out as well. So as of this moment... Per the reports, as I said, they're living in separate houses. They, well, nah, not necessarily housing, but they are living separately. That's the that's the point. According to the reports, they are seeking divorce lawyers. And this isn't the first time that she threatened um, Tom Brady with divorce. Now... Here, here's the crux of this conversation in regards to Tom Brady. This doesn't surprise me at all whatsoever because if you recall back in 2017, Tom Brady was interviewed by ESPN's Ian O'Connor. This was back in May, May 15 to be exact. Tom Brady said, quote, I always said 
my mid forties in regards to how long he desires to play in the NFL. So he said, I always said my mid forties and naturally that means around 45 and I plan on playing until 45. That's the number. So this is, this is five years later, which I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised whatsoever because the thing about those type of players to be that successful, sometimes you need to sacrifice things such as family or other priorities on that level because it's an all-in type of mentality. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not even saying that's wrong. But there's a certain level of being all in into one's career that a person needs to be to get to the success level where they are at. That's why for all the single people out there who desires a family, I advise that you hustle right now. Hustle, become financially successful as much as possible, and get to a point where you are satisfied financially. Because all the fame, all the glory about, oh, who's the greatest football player all time? Who's the greatest NBA player all time? Who's the greatest banker of all time? It's all subjective. That doesn't mean anything. What matters from a successful point of view is that financial aspect. Because in this day and age, in this world, not that it's the number one priority, not not according to the word of God, because as the scripture states, the love of money is the root of all evil. So that means if you are prioritizing money as the number one factor in your life, you are putting money in front of God. You're putting cash in front of God, and that's straight up wrong. And plus, I always tell people when it comes to making decisions, and I've been, <laughs> I've made decisions and choices where I cause money to be the number one priority, and it always backfired on me. I, I won't tell the story on today's episode, but. As I said, it, it has happened. So that's my quick advice to single people. Get to a point where, if you and if you desire a family, get to a point where you are financially stable to where if it comes down to a situation to where you need to prioritize your family over your career, even if it's 51%, 49% family over career. You still make that family priority. 
because a family is a blessing. And a career, a career can come and go. But your family, having a family, that's once in a lifetime. So to go back to Tom Brady, as I said, this doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Because Tom Brady already said it. Whatever, and as the Bible states, whatever a man says, it shows his true heart. So he always had a desire to play until he was 45. And the reason why Tom Brady retired last season is because, reportedly, he didn't like the coach, at the, the head of coach at the time, Bruce Arians. And he basically said, well, if this guy is going to be here, I'm just going to retire. Because Bruce Arians, he, he, he's straight up, he's old school. He, he calls out people. He called out Tom Brady one time. And once Bruce Arians got fired or demoted, oh, all of a sudden Tom Brady came back. Tom Brady always had a desire to play until he was 45. The quote back in 2017 showed it loud and clear. But here's how I have a problem with Tom Brady on the situation. I believe that Tom Brady is being very selfish. And here's why. That man, Tom Brady, has done everything that a person can do and above as an NFL player. The average career for an NFL player is three to five years. And the fact that Tom Brady has played over 20 seasons at a high level is remarkable within itself. So remarkable that players now believe they can play up until 40 year old, until 40 years old, specifically quarterbacks. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. Yeah, you have people retiring in their mid-30s. Now, the game was very different, a lot rougher, a lot tougher. You know, in today's game, if you blitz the quarterback, you might get flagged. <laughs> and I mean blitz them in an aggressive manner. They give them a spine buster. You know, this league, that league is like the NBA where it's offensive driven. Like the, like the major leagues. You ever heard the old saying, chicks dig the long ball? I was talking about home runs. Because everyone likes to see the ball get swung out over the fence, over the ballpark. Fans like NFL quarterbacks throw the long ball for a touchdown. NBA fans like to see NBA players shoot the long jumper. I get it. At the end of the day, it's a business. So I'm not going to discredit these players 
because those are the rules. Even though personally, specifically in regards to basketball, I don't like today's rules. I like the days of hand-checking because it made you tougher. That's why I always preferred playing in the streets as I got older. Let's go back to this issue. Tom Brady has done more and and accomplished more than any other NFL player. And he retired. And as I mentioned earlier in the beginning, the fact that he said he wants to spend more time with his kids. And then he unretires to go play back football for one more season, most likely, in my opinion, because he said he wanted to play until 45. And his wife probably was pissed. Like, Thomas, you, you, we had, and probably had an agreement that he was going to retire, and he probably went back on his word. And she said, I had enough of this crap. Enough. You know, it, it would be one thing if Tom Brady just started out his career. He's attempting to make a name for himself. He's attempting to achieve financial success. That would be one thing. But the fact that that dude has made life-changing generational wealth, and he still continue. They still continue to want to play football. And let me tell you something. Ain't nothing wrong with still wanting to play football. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong whatsoever. But when family is involved, and more importantly, when children are involved, they have to be the priority. Because if they're not the priority, the relationship will not work. Because a a marriage is a partnership. It's 50-50. While still given 100% respectively. And it seems that Tom Brady has not been given, has not given that 100%. And Giselle is like, I had enough of this crap. I had enough. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, after Tom Brady retires... He has a guarantee, barring some controversial thing he says, God forbid, he, he says something like white lives matter, like Kanye, which it, sneak peek, we're going to talk about that. Now he gets his contract booted from Fox. But after he retires, he has a spot as an NFL analyst with Fox. So that means he's going to be away from his family on a full-time basis for four to five months. And Giselle sees this happening. Like, man, like it's not going to stop. And Tom Brady seems like he's unwilling to give that up. And just says, screw, screw this. I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. And you know, as, uh, and, and that's where I have the problem with Tom Brady. And I, I, I'm on Giselle's side with this situation because 
I'm so sick and tired of men putting the burden on the woman to do the majority of the cleaning, the majority of taking care of the children, all the, to lack of a better term, the vital factors in a, in a family. I, I have a problem with that. And it, I want to share a scripture that's in correlation to this story. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27, in which I'm going to read. And I'm reading from the NLT because it clarifies the point I'm about to make. So verse 25, for husbands, this means love your wives. Oh, and just to give a, a backstory of this chapter, it, it's talking about the, the spiritual guidance for husbands and, and wives. So let me start again. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. So just in that first clause alone, it's talking about sacrifice. Because men in relationships, and the woman too, and it goes both ways, there are going to be certain points in their respective lives where they are going to need to sacrifice certain enjoyments that they have and compromise. Because let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be things that you don't like about your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and there's going to be certain things you don't like about your husband or your wife. Okay? But you come to a, an agreement and an understanding and a, 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 a compromising of certain things that are or that could be detrimental to the relationship. I'll give you an example. Say there's a guy who every Saturday goes and hangs out with his boys. And spending time with the boys, I'm talking about all day, all day. And doing that shows a pattern of and say on top of that, the guy is working all week, being a provider, and then spending all day Saturday with the boys. Well, if, if it shows that spending time with the family, I'm excuse me, spending time with the boys is affecting the family family life where the kids feel they're not getting enough from their dad, well, then there needs to be a compromise where, hey, instead of hanging out every Saturday, how about you do two Saturdays? There's a little compromising. You know, so... Because it's all about sacrificing when it comes to relationships. 
That is a major part of it. You know, we got to be willing to sacrifice in our relationships and not be stubborn. Not coming with the mindset, uh, well, this is who I am and this is who I'll ever be. That's ignorance. That's pride. It's craziness. Well, let me continue with the scripture. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed her by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, I'm going to continue. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. And that goes down to respect. Respecting your wife. Respecting your husband. And that comes down to love as well. Because if you, if, if you truly love your, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, then you are, and it goes back, you are going to be willing to compromise certain things and come to an understanding, knowledgeable agreement on certain things. Because, again, there are things that we won't like about each other. That's just a fact. But if you come to an understanding and a compromise, it will work out. It will work out in the very end. And and, and to end with this Tom Brady situation, I I hope they don't get a divorce. I'm not a divorce advocate. However, I will say <laughs> that there are certain, there are people that should not be together. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. But just from afar, I hope they don't get a divorce. I, I don't like divorce. But I'm with Giselle on this one because Tom Brady has achieved everything that he wanted to achieve as an NFL player and with kids being at the age where they need a father figure or at the very least a dad in their life. And he's, it comes across that he doesn't want to do that. I got a problem with that. I do. So Giselle, do his best. For you and your children, do, do, do what's best. All right. I alluded to it earlier, but next we're going to talk about the latest Kanye West splendor for a T-shirt he released that read White Lives Matter and my opinion on that. So don't go nowhere. We'll be back on All In, All Out.
And we're back on All In, All Out. Before the break, I said that we were going to discuss, or rather I would discuss on the latest, or at least one of the latest issues with Kanye West. And that issue, or at least issue within the news media, is him and Candace Owens. And for those who don't know who Candace Owens is, she's a political commentator, conservative influencer, along with being an author. And conservatives are usually aligned with Republicans, and liberals are usually aligned with the Democrats, which I will say upright that the D that's in Democrat, I call it dictatorship. Because if you see within our history, people who are, who were Democrats ever since JFK have been of dictatorship. But anyway, on October 3rd, she released a photo on her Twitter account. And as I mentioned, it's a pic of her and Kanye, which is going by Ye now. But I'm still going to call him Kanye because that's who I grew up listening to. It's the same thing with Metal World Peace. I call him Ron Artest. And both of them, Kanye and Candace, wore a shirt that read Black White Lives Matter. Where the the base of the shirt was black, the lettering was white, and then Candace wore a shirt where the base color was white and the lettering was black. Now, this was an uproar. People I saw on Twitter, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. What the nerve of him. He's a racist. He don't support black people. This guy is crazy. This is the same Kanye that went on TMZ and said slavery was a choice. You know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is guy's a buffoon. Well, he did speak on it, which I give him credit for. He, four days later, did an interview with Fox News, which is usually pro-Republican and pro, at least pro-conservative. And let me, let me, let me say this before I continue. Give for those who don't know the difference between a conservative and a liberal. Here here's how I define a liberal and a conservative. A liberal or left wing and right wing. A, a liberal is someone who supports new thinking and wants to essentially do away with things of the past. For example, traditionally, 
it, it's it, traditionally people advocated for family, pro-family. You know, man and a woman, they get married and they have children. Now the wedlock. While the liberals' point of view is like, damn that. If you have a family, who cares how it happens? Just have a family. While a conservative is more so of a traditionalist. You know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And another example between the two is liberals are of the mindset of pro-choice. You know, it's my body. I have the right to <laughs> to commit murder. I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm talking about abortion. While conservatives are on the side of, no, you don't have the right to kill a living being. You don't have the right to commit murder because it's convenient for you, because you are too stupid and too prideful to tell that guy to put on a condom or for you not to be on birth control, which I agree with, by the way. Now, I'm not saying I'm a conservative, which if you look at my views, you would think I'm pro-conservative, and that would be fair. That would be fair. But I'm pro-God. I'm on the side of God. And I follow the Bible. Because the Bible is the way of life. And I'm not attempting to push it on people. But that's, that's me. That's my salvation, is the word of God. Because even with conservatives, there are some people, for example, Candace Owens and Shapiro, I forgot his first name. I think it was Brian Shapiro. I believe so. Anyway, those two I know have come out and said that they support same-sex marriage. I don't support that. I don't support that. Now, if people want to make that decision, that choice, that's their business. That's their business. But to legalize same-sex marriage, where marriage is supposed to be a man and woman under God, that started with the very first family, with Adam and Eve, where they married together in that garden. I got a problem with that. But that's why I say I'm pro-God. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. And I'm not a liberal. I'm pro-God. I'm born again. Saved by the grace of God. Let go back. <laughs> Let me get back. So the shirt released. It was an uproar. Yada, yada, yada. So Kanye, four days later, on the 7th, 
he did an interview with Fox News with Tucker Carlson, where Kanye explained why he designed a shirt, plain and simple, that read White Lives Matter. So here we go. Take a listen. So you said um, that your father said when he saw the shirt, White Lives Matter, it's great to see a black man stating the obvious. So by which I think you meant that's obviously true. Yeah, that my favorite response, because I kept on thinking like, you know, people, they're looking for an explanation and people say, well, as an artist, you don't have to give an explanation. But as a leader, you do. Yes, I think that's right. So the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Yeah. They do. It's the obvious thing. Plain and simple, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to read two scriptures to further this point. Uh, the first scripture uh, I'm going to read is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 27. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on this earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So in that scriptures, those scripture verses, it obviously tells us God created us respectively. Every person on this planet has a respective DNA, which makes us unique. It doesn't, it doesn't, God didn't make us have favor towards us because of our skin color or our ethnic background. God just looks at us as his children. Now, do a lot of us look at God as our heavenly father? Well, that's a different situation. Uh, the next scripture I'm going to read is in John 3.16. Through 17, many, many Christians know this scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I want to look at this first clause. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever, whoever, it doesn't read that black people believes in him, that white people believes in him, that Asian people believe in him, that Chinese people believe in him. No, that whoever 
believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's plain and simple, ladies and gentlemen. The whole point from my perspective to why Kanye West made that shirt is because all lives matter. It's simple as that. We, and I know as black people, many times we get caught up in this, oh, black lives matter, black lives matter, the, the cops are doing injustice on us, the white man is putting us down. How is it? You know what's embarrassing? That we have Indians. They come from that country. And within 10 years, they are business owners. Where they had to learn the new language. They needed to get an education. And then go into the marketplace to own or at the very least run gas stations. And I ain't tempting to put down gas stations, but running a gas station ain't hard because you, the price is already made by the corporations. Shell, Mobile, Exxon. But us as black people, we live in this country, and yet I have never to this day have seen one black person run a gas station. Never. This this excuse of the white man putting us down, this this society is making it hard for black people. Bull crap. I don't buy it. I refuse to buy it. You ever heard of ever heard of CJ Madam Walker? LeBron James, Jay Z, Ice Cube. It is possible. It is possible. And, and, and we get caught up, again, with this Black Lives Matter. First of all, Black Lives Matter is one of the biggest scams and fraudulent organizations in the United States of America. It, they have made... $80 million, I believe, off their 2019 1099 taxes. 2019, 2020. Where's that money going to? I want to know. Where you got those three founding members of that movement. And one of them is buying $6 million mansions in California and one house with a plain cliffhanger. Is that where the money's going to? I want to know. But the point is, all Kanye West is saying, in my opinion, is what he just said. Because they do. All lives matter. Or you can say for black people that 
all lives matter and my life matters as well. Or just say black lives matters too. But there should be no divide in this country. It's just, it's one race, it's the human race. This is mankind and there's just different ethnic backgrounds. Ain't nobody is better than me or you or anyone. And to see people get such a, in such an uproar over a damn shirt is ridiculous. All lives matter, people. I don't, if you're white, you ain't, you ain't better than black people. And if you're black, you're not better than white people. If you're Asian, you're not better than the Korean people. If you're Chinese, you're not better than the Japanese. Because we all got blood at, at the end of the day. We all were created by God at the end of the day. So y'all need to stop it. White lives matter. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Crazy. This it shouldn't even be a topic. There are more worse issues out there than Kanye wearing a damn t-shirt that reads White Lives Matter. What about the abortion rate in New York City? Where more than fifty percent of black people being killed is via abortions. What about that? Oh, but nobody wants to talk about it. And in conclusion to this topic, I do, I know Kanye has said crazy things in the past, but I advise, no, I'm going to say advise. I would recommend that any one of you listen to the Kanye West interview he did with Tucker Carlson because it was, he he does <laughs> he does talk for a good while before actually giving the answer to the question, but it is insightful. It is insightful, and I don't support everything Kanye West does. I mean, you're talking about the same guy who said a verse on Snoop Dogg's documentary. I sold my soul for a kid. What I think sold my soul for a McDonald's. Kids Happy Meal. So I, I don't, or on the, in the song Otis, where he says something about selling selling my soul. So there's a lot of things I don't agree with. Okay, but I would I would personally I would recommend taking the time out to listen to that interview, in the context of why he. Release the shirt, Why Lives Matter. Okay. Last topic of the day. One more break. I'm going to discuss, going back to sports, on Draymond Green. And that situation with Jordan Poole. So don't go nowhere. Once again, we will be back here on All In, All Out.
take it with me. As I mentioned before, this last break, that I was going to discuss the latest Draymond Green incident. And for those who don't know who Draymond Green is, he's a professional basketball player for the defending champs, Golden State Warriors. He is a prominent player for that organization, definitely a top key player for that organization. He's been there there for their their entire dynasty ever since they first won their championship back in 2015, I believe it was. LeBron's first year back in Cleveland. And what happened was on – well, first off, let me go to the beginning. There were reports that were released that Draymond Green and his teammate Jordan Poole – and for those who don't know, Jordan Poole is also a player for the Golden State Warriors. He's a a guard – well, Draymond Green's a forward – and they got into a physical altercation. And when that report was released in the media, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, they all had a press conference. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole wasn't there. And those players were saying essentially that it wasn't a big deal. All players have altercations sometimes. We'll handle it internally, yada, yada, yada. And that was a few days before October 7th, which, man, a lot of news going on October 7th. (laughs) And what happened on the 7th in regards to the physical altercation is that TMZ received a video of the actual punch that Draymond Green laid on Jordan Poole. And if you haven't seen the video, I would check it out just to have proper context of this conversation. And there was an uproar because it... When you have video proof or audio proof of something, of a situation, it further impacts negatively or positively the story at hand. Just just like Ray Rice, that situation. Because prior to that video being released of him clocking his girl, He was going to go back and play for the Baltimore Ravens. But once that video was released, he never played in the NFL again. Donald Sterling. He was always a racist. If you look at his discrimination lawsuits with his other companies. But once that audio leaked with his mistress... validating his racism, he he, he got, 
to a position to where he needed to sell the team, the Los Angeles Clippers, because those players in the playoffs, those teams, they they were about to not play. And obviously, when you're not playing, you're not making money. So video is important. It, it's crucial. Video or audio, it's crucial when it comes to these type of altercations. And the video being released, it, it, it people want justice. They want action. They want suspensions. They want fines. They want some major consequences on the part of Draymond Green. So after that video was released, the I believe the following day, there was a press conference where Draymond Green addressed the media. And right now I'm going to share with all of you a clip of him expressing his apologies regarding that situation. Take a listen. Wrong for my actions that took place on Wednesday. And for that, um, you know, I have apologized to my team. Um, I have apologized to Jordan. And, you know, um, I wanted to take that a step further. Uh, you know, with with the event yesterday, uh, with the video leaking, um, there's a, there is a, a um, huge embarrassment that comes with that. Not not only for myself, as 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 I was the one that committed the action. The embarrassment that comes for me uh, is what it is, and that's something that I have to deal with. But the embarrassment uh, that Jordan has to deal with, and that this team has to deal with, this organization has to deal with, but also uh, Jordan's family. You know, uh, his family saw that video. Um, his mother, his father saw that video. And quite frankly, if, if my mother saw that video, I know how my mother would feel. I know what her next react, I know what her reaction would be and I know what her next step would be. And so for that, I apologize to his mother and his father and you know his family, his friends uh, that care for him uh, because that is, a, that is a, a sense of, or a level of embarrassment that they have to deal with too. Um, I apologize to this organization. You know, we, we, we just won a championship. Uh, in nine days, 10 days, there will be a ring ceremony. My family will be here. His family will be here. I'm sure they'll be here. And quite frankly, that's an elephant in the room. That's something that, uh, you know, it, it's weird, you know? And on, on a night where it should be um, celebration and love, and it still will be, um, but there is like this, this, this dark cloud in the room and I caused that, you know, so I, I apologize to, to his family, uh, and just what they've had to deal with over the course of the last 24 to 48 hours. And I will do what I have to do to make that right. All right. So that's Draymond Green. He's apologized to Jordan Poole, according to him, he apologized to the organization he feels apologetic towards Poole, his family. You, you know, that, no, you don't know. I take that back. I, I was taught growing up to take a man or a woman at their word. 
unless proven otherwise. Because I'm, I, some would consider me a legalist because I'm big on proof when it comes to people of this world. Because people who live in this world don't have true a true moral and ethical foundation within themselves. Now, I could attest to that in my job at AT&T. There were people who, who were good, but because they didn't have a strong moral foundation or ethical foundation, they they did wrong. So, as I said, when it came to people's word, I was told to take a person at their word because at the end of the day, I didn't have any proof to prove otherwise. But with this Draymond Green situation, personally, in my heart, I don't buy it. I don't buy the apology. I believe he... (laughs) He... He said those things because of the the backlash that he was getting. Because if you saw the video, he 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 punched pool with intent. I mean, he he is like he had an extra boost in this punch, and he he wanted to hurt him. Now there are reports that Draymond Green did that out of frustration over a contract. Because Jordan Poole is expected to get a Tyler Hero type of contract, which is around $130 million for four years. And Draymond Green isn't going to get that money because he's essentially on the decline. I mean, if you looked at how he played in the NBA Finals, he played like garbage, (laughs) in my opinion, based on the way he's been playing for the previous four to five years. But for Draymond Green, again, I don't buy it. I believe the pressure of the video game getting leaked prompted him to speak. Because when the news came out on the 7th, where was he? Why didn't he say anything? If it were me, I would have get ahead of the curb. Get ahead of the curb. Get ahead of the situation. Make my claims Rather than in there, now, I, I I can tell you a funny a funny story. No, when when I played AAU, and I was a freshman in high school. We had a good team. Now, I won't say the name of the team, and I won't say the person. So uh, we had a tournament, and I believe it was somewhere in New York, either in Brewster or Mount Vernon. And we were playing in the semifinals. And in that game, I, I didn't play well down the stretch. I will admit that. I committed a turnover. I was given the the ball for the last shot to tie the game, or win the game. I believe it was tied the game. And I remember during a game, one of the players, he was a guard, 
He 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 wasn't a good leader. He like when he was frustrated, he would act up. Not act up in an animation type of way, but you could clearly see he was pissed off. Instead of coming over to the player and saying words of encouragement. So after that game, immediately after that game, another player, which was a boy of the guard, three three of the players on the team were homeboys. And one of the homeboys, which was a a one through five type of player, he could handle the ball, but he was a big man. Big. But solid big. And this player asked me, are you scared? I said to myself, scared? Like, no. I I didn't understand what he meant. Scared? What the heck are you talking about scared? So after after we had a team meeting, the coach talked to us, and my mom and I were walking to the to the car in the parking lot. It's probably probably five ten minutes later after the talk with the team. I go on Facebook, and the three dudes, two of them who made their comments to me and expressed their anger towards me, completely buried me. On social media, buried me, trashed me, trashed me like I was the worst basketball player in the world, trashed, and it was a form of cyberbullying. Now I'm not saying I was a victim. I'm not saying this as woe as me, but I'm just giving an example of of how sincere someone could be or not be. So I I see this, I show it to my mom, and then I presume my mom told the coach, show the messages, and eventually a week later we had another tournament in New York again. And the organization, there were three teams. The one team, I believe they were seniors. Another team were freshmen players. And then another team were eighth graders. And both lower age teams had a tournament in the same area. And the punishment was they were going to be suspended for a game. But they weren't suspended. They were suspended, but they were suspended for the team they didn't even play on. You know? So they really didn't get suspended. Now, here's why I told the story. There was one player, and this person apologized to me. And it, it, it seemed sincere. Because I remember when the person apologized, they said, Ryan, I apologize for what I did. I didn't know it would hurt you that bad. And I said, 
so and so, you know, it's okay, whatever, it's not a big deal. Said no, 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 right? I, I really, I really apologize for what I did. They truly. And I said so and so. That that means a lot. I appreciate that. The other dude, <laughs> which was a guard, which was the guard, we we had a tournament in New London. And New London from Stanford is far, obviously. It's far for those who live in Connecticut. And the, the guard, he had a ride going to the tournament, but didn't have a ride back to Stanford. And the plan was that certain players were going to stay at a hotel or a motel for the night because, again, it was a far ride. And that guard, he obviously, he was a key player of our team. And if he didn't have a ride back, he, he wouldn't be able to play the following day. But one of the moms that was assisting the, the finances for the the hotel or motel said, you need to apologize to Ryan if, and not only apologize, but essentially it was up to me whether I wanted the, the dudes to be in the hotel. Three of the four players did have a ride. Excuse me. The three people that did the cyberbullying were the same people who stayed at the hotel. And that guard, he came to me, and he gave the most half-assed apology I've ever had, still to this day. Like, he, he didn't mean it, but he, he swallowed his pride to say it because he knew based on what I was told by the mother, that if I said, no, I don't want him in my presence. Now, we, we could be teammates, but I don't want him in my presence. This is before I got saved, by the way. I, the, the mother said, you know, if you don't want him here, he won't be here. And even though he gave that half-ass apology, I said, you know what? I forgive you, which I did. I jolly forgave him. And the other guy, the big man, he didn't even apologize. Now, you know what? I, I, I respect it from this standpoint. If, if you don't mean the apology, don't even say it because it looked like more of a phony, which that guard did. He was a phony. Straight up. Man, I would say it to him to this day because – it clearly, I saw it on his face that he didn't want to do it, but he swallowed his pride to say it so I would possibly allow him to stay at the the hotel. But the point, the point is uh, uh, of me telling that story is be genuine. When you're talking about forgiveness. 
Oh, if you and, and repenting, don't do it when you get exposed for your wrongdoings. Do it after you fall, because we're all going to fall within our life. We're all going to make choices and decisions that are opposed to God. We are. Now, whether that decision is done purposefully or just out of our our emotional nature, there's a whole different discussion. But just naturally, and I know for me, I have a challenge on my delivery with people. Even though I'm being truthful with people, I'm being transparent with people, because of the way I deliver at times, people take it as a judgment or they take it as an attack. Now, I could remember a story where a person told me what they were doing and what they did. Uh, I was coming from the gym and I, I meditated on what the person said to me. And I said to myself, wait a minute, this person would not be saying that to an employer. So I messaged the person back. I asked a couple of questions. The person at one point said, you know, what's the point of you asking me this? What are you getting at, essentially? And I, I, I admit, I, I went off. Transparently, I went off. Because I'm the type of person where if I see nonsense or I see a bad habit, I shut it down immediately so the person understands that that's not okay. That's unacceptable. Because even though you might be transparent and you might be telling the truth or you might give good advice, Unfortunately, we live in a world where we have some people that are sensitive. And that's not, not, necessarily, not necessarily a bad thing, but some people are more sensitive than others. Again, going back to my team that I played on freshman year, AAU, I was playing, we were, we were scrimmaging during one practice, and I was doing a little bit of trash talking to a guy on the team and he was, he was, his feelings out hurt. You know, I didn't cuss him out or anything. But it was a little trash talk. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, that type of trash talk. And he ended up, I, I believe he ended up telling his mother and his mother told my mother and my mom told me. And I ended up, you know, apologizing for doing that. And ever since then, I've been trash talk. Any any player, any any player ever since then. So some people are just more sensitive than others. That's 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 what makes us different. That that what makes us unique in our own way. And and again, sometimes being sensitive is a good thing because usually the person that is sensitive or more sensitive are the more compassionate people.
at times I'm not compassionate because I see something that's complete foolishness and I said and I would say you need to cut that foolishness out complete nonsense what are you doing a very hard militant type of critique but let's, let me go back to Draymond Green I don't want to get off get off topic it's important to be genuine and what I sense in my heart is not being genuine. Again, I, I'm going to take him at his word that he's truly apologetic, that he truly means what he says, because I don't have any proof otherwise. I don't have any audio where he's saying, I got to apologize to this mother effort. I'm only going to do it just to show face. No, I don't have any of that proof. But what I sensed in my heart is that he wasn't genuine. That he wouldn't have spoken out on the situation in the video getting leaked. As you heard what Steve Kerr said, this is an internal issue. We're going to handle it internally. To me, if I was that player, if I was Raymond Green, I would have made a statement on Twitter. No, he wants to talk about, oh, it's the new media. Yeah. Got new sheriffs in town. All you old heads are going to end up being extinct like dinosaurs. You know, that's how an attitude. But when that news came out, I didn't hear Draymond Green. He released a podcast episode with Patrick Beverly, but I didn't see no statement from him. So he wasn't going to say anything, in my opinion, unless that video got leaked out. Because there was such an uproar of, over what he did. He cocked Jordan Poole, cocked him right in the face. And I found that one thing funny in the video where Jordan Poole, he tried to push Draymond Green and Poole just pushed his own self back. Genuineness will go a long way. To be straight up. Gotta have some integrity, have some backbone. You know, say what you mean is mean what you say. Just don't do something because of PR relations. Be genuine about it. Plain and simple. You know, going back to the story I, I just told about my former teammates from that AAU season. And that's why I respected one of the players who did, who just didn't apologize. Because you know what? That tells me that you're being, you're, you're telling me that you meant what you said and you're not apologetic over what you did. Okay. All right. That's your decision. That's your life. But for me, I chose to forgive them. For what they did. Just be genuine people. And violence is not the answer. And I'll say this in closing. We, 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 we got to learn how to control our emotions. We need to have a mentality of being peaceful over violence because violence never wins. 
Cursing people out will not win. You gotta be mature. If you have a problem with somebody, if there's an issue that you have with a certain individual, and that you're in a position where you are in a relationship with an individual, and I'm not talking about boyfriend or girlfriend, because there's different types of relationships. If you are in a position where you're in a relationship with someone, it could be acquaintances, it could be colleagues, it could be boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife. If, if there's a problem that you have with someone or it is an issue or a concern with someone, the greatest way to solve that issue is talking about it, communicating about it. More importantly, on the cell phone. Not over text, not messaging one another over the cell phone. Because the fact remains, and this recently happened, the fact remains is it could be someone else sending that message. It could. And when you receive the message from that recipient or the sender, you have the time to formulate the best response possible to accommodate that message. Where over the phone, you gotta answer and respond right on the money. And that's how you better, you will better know the individual. Not over text, damn the text. I'm not saying it excluded, I'm not saying it has benefits, but when it comes to solving a problem, solving a situation, talking about a concern, talking about a conflict, talking about an issue, it needs to be handled one-on-one -on -one via a phone call or more preferably in person because you get to see the person's manuals, you get to see the person's face, you get to see the responses in moment, not over text. But that's, that's, that's a lesson for all of you. If you got an issue with somebody, you got a conflict with somebody, call them or have a sit down with them one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. Because you will get to the, oh, and another thing, have the courage. Have the courage to have that face-to-face -face phone call conversation. Don't be timid. Don't be scared. Don't be cowardly to an extent. Have, be courageous enough to have that tough, uncomfortable conversation. Because tough and uncomfortable conversations are usually the ones where you'll gain the most improvement within your own life and gain the better and greater understanding within the situation. And you will truly address the problem and the conflict. You will truly address the, the, the patterns, the potential pattern, the potential domino effects of what's been going on for that certain period of time. 
and most importantly, be genuine about it. That's all I got to say for today. Woo! I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Well, that's enough for today, ladies and gentlemen. I thank all of you for listening to today's episode. I pray and hope that any one of you got something from today's episode, learned something from today's episode, gained some knowledge or understanding and, uh, no, no, gained knowledge and understanding from today's episode. You can follow me on all my social media platforms. I'll put a link below to where you can go to any of my platforms. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Stay blessed. Stay well-bound. Thank you.